Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series, where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Emerald Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation, JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the heart of America. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. And today's guest is Dr. Kristen Lee Costa, an award-winning behavioral sciences professor known as America's Stress and Burnout Doc. In her book, Reset, Make the Most of Your Stress, Dr. Chris presents a framework to help us rethink our tendency to try and run away from stress and instead use it to bolster our health and well-being. So welcome, Dr. Chris. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Stacey. It's great to be here. So let's talk about what you even mean by this book title, <laughs> Make the Most of Your Stress. Don't we, isn't stress bad for us and bad for our health? I feel like that's what we've been conditioned to believe. Well, I think the whole notion, like you're suggesting, raises people's eyebrows when they first hear about it because stress can certainly be overwhelming and it's certainly per- pervasive in today's context. But what I've learned as both a researcher and as a clinician is that stress is actually paradoxical. And I like to call it a frenemy because there are, t- there are sides of it that are actually helpful for us that we can leverage to maximize our health. And what's great is that a lot of new research is overwhelmingly pointing out that we can use our stress as a motivating force that propels us into action. Right, like stress is almost a signal that we must do something. So let's, not, let's do something to not be stressed over this thing that we're stressing over. Exactly. That's a great way to put it, Stacey. And and ultimately, when you think about sort of that friend side of the frenemy, you could think of it as giving us helpful advice, like an alert that we might need to slow down or reconfigure the way that we're running from task to task, or we might need to add something new into our routine that helps anchor us down in the midst of all the chaos. And in the book, Reset, you talk about the importance of self-care. Can you expand on that just a little bit? Absolutely. So this is something that's really known in the clinical world. You know, when we think about social and behavioral sciences and good practices, it's a term that's used that really emphasizes the importance of attention to our physical, our emotional, our spiritual needs. And what can happen, again, in this hyper-competitive marketplace that we find ourselves in, many of us end up doing the work of multiple people. We are juggling. We are always, you know, hair on fire, sneakers on at all times. And sometimes that doesn't lend itself to time to reflect, time to decompress. I like to think of it like, you know, we don't have margins in our lives. And those margins and that decompression time is really important. And self-care is really about putting our mask on first, just as airplane protocol calls for. You know, if we're just running and we're sort of responding to all of the demands that are constantly on us, but we're not attending to our bodies and minds, the results can really be disastrous. And, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, when you talk about traps and traps that people fall into, would you say that ignoring their own health and well-being, but also maybe even uh, self-medicating with, uh, you know, things that are, are not good for us, healthy for us, food, alcohol, those sorts of things, uh, is that a, a trap that people can fall into when stressed? Absolutely, Stacey. And when we look at the the data across the U.S. and across the world, but particularly 
in the U.S., we're in a time when we're the most over-medicated, obese, addicted, you know, isolated culture. You know, we're, we're living in a time where non-communicable disease is now escalating for our risk. And so we have all kinds of health issues and disparities that can be connected to our stress. And of course, when we're in a situation, we never want to oversimplify, you know, the negative aspects of stress that inflict bodily harm, they can sabotage our relationships, they can just leave us completely depleted and exhausted and burnt out. Um, we never want to oversimplify that. But it's human to want to recalibrate and get out of that. And I think to your point, that's why a lot of times people are finding that trap of, you know, uh, finding ways to soothe themselves that are not so helpful. The other main thing that happens with stress is we we decontextualize ourselves. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we end up going through a lot of thought rumination, a lot of beating ourselves up. A lot of thinking that, you know, there's something wrong with us. If we feel anxiety, we feel depression, we think it's like a moral failing on our part. But we forget that, again, this context breeds us to sometimes just be in a state of, you know, just being overwhelmed or saturated with stress. So I think that's a big trap is decontextualizing ourselves. And then the other one is isolating, you know, keeping it a secret, hiding, not letting keep let, letting on that something's going on. And that that just really escalates it rather than helping us get to the bottom of it and figure out, you know, what types of habits and strategies and skills could be helpful. And what are some of the strategies that can be helpful to contribute uh, to someone's resilience or uh, capacity to adapt during these stressful or difficult times and circumstances? It's really important to know that human resilience and human progress is possible and when we're out living life and exposing ourselves to our work and our family roles and all the things we're setting out to do, it will be stressful. So just knowing that, you know, that's healthy and that's normal and it's a, it's a human reaction. But strategically, what we can do is we can also, you know, form community with others. We can make sure we're putting things into our body that are helpful, um, that we're staying hydrated, that we're moving our bodies, that we're getting sleep and rest. And the other big thing is just dismantling our thoughts, ensuring that, again, we're not just beating ourselves up or being too perfectionistic, but we recognize that, you know, our reactions are probably proportionate to our situation. Well, Dr. Chris, you've given us a lot of really good nuggets to chew on in terms of stress and reasons to embrace the stress, to love the stress, as we were talking about (laughs) before, and helping uh, us be better people because of it and learning, using stress as a teacher. And so our listeners can learn uh, so much more about Dr. Chris and her book, uh, Reset, Make the Most of Your Stress, uh, on her website, which is Reset Your Stress. You can also receive a free gift there, a Put Your Mask On First guide, uh, as well as a chapter that you can download of the book Reset, of course. And also, Dr. Chris can come to your organization to offer a variety of training designed to support health and success. You can learn all about all of those uh, books and services and Dr. Chris herself on the website. So thank you again for being here, Dr. Chris. We appreciate that. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Stacey. And this podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with a church community 
of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger that's just right for you. Till next time.